0: the resistance broadcast everybody i'm john thank you so much for joining us today Uh, we are back it is our new show here we're going to talk all about the latest news rumors and crazy theories and speculations going out there on uh, online with Star Wars um, but you know first obviously there is a more important things going on in the world besides Star Wars and that's probably why you may have noticed we did not put out an episode on Thursday nor did we put out the Mando fan show on Friday uh, we just collectively made the decision that it was um, it didn't make sense for us to be putting out content and promoting content uh, about space fantasy when um, all these things that are happening in the world globally now with the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and the murder of George Floyd and everything that has come down with it. We wanted to make sure that everything that was going on, especially online, because it's a big focus with Star Wars podcasts, that sort of thing with promotion and that sort of stuff. We wanted to make sure all the focus went to the proper things and that's what's going on in the real world and people are really hurting out there. And we just want to let everyone know that not only do we make that decision, but that we're also, we are listening uh, more importantly than anything. Uh, You know, I'm a white dude from Long Island and Connecticut. I had three black classmates in my graduating class. No one is looking to hear me preach about what's going on right now. So more importantly than anything, I'm listening and uh, I just want to know people have my full support and our full support and we are listening to everyone out there who is hurting and we hope that with this episode today where we do get into the fun stuff that we're doing those of you that have chosen to watch and listen to us today can get a little bit uh, of enjoyment and maybe some escapism and that's what Star Wars provided for decades for people Um, so um, we just wanted to let everybody know that and uh, for my personal views, obviously, on anything, you can find me right there in public uh, on Twitter at Johnny Hoey.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with John. I feel like I don't necessarily have a place to speak on the problems. Um, but at the same time, I respect everyone that's hurting right now and support them fully. Um, so, like John said, we just didn't think that we needed to put out episodes because it kind of felt like oh we're just going about normal business and right now is not a time for that mm-hmm. so we just want everybody to know that just like you support us um throughout the year we're supporting you and we're going to continue to support diverse voices in star wars in the community um and we're here for you and like john said we're listening so we're going to keep trying to be as positive we can about star wars specifically because um, that's kind of the only thing that's kind of happy right now <laughs> star wars
0: yeah and you know again if you want to engage with us about these things um you know me i know you can find me like i said on twitter at johnny hoey and i do have my way of uh supporting this and talking about this on there um but again we just want to let everyone out there know that we uh, you fully have our support we have your backs and um If you are listening and watching this right now, you are here because, you know, we like to talk about Star Wars, and hopefully that makes you feel good. So we want to give that to you guys now and uh, get into the show here. So, um, what we are going to do now, as uh, what feels normal for you guys, is hop into the Resistance Report and get into all the latest going on in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, James, what is going on in Star Wars?
2: It's the Resistance. Well, guys, first thing we got on the docket this week is a little bit of Mandalorian news. Um, and I say news lightly, right? Because this is pretty much a rumor. Um, now, this is coming from Bestman Bulletin. You guys may or may not have seen him before, um, but uh, they'll post about leaks here and there. And they're saying that Pedro Pascal is going to be spending more time in season two in the Mandalorian outfit and costume on set. Uh, doing paying his dues <laughs> in the suit, uh, than he did last season. And, uh, I think, I don't know, my quick opinion, but I think fans are going to appreciate that and like that. Uh, but I want to hear from you guys. John, what do you think about Pedro Pascal, um, being on set more and actually playing more of the character?
0: Um, yeah. So I don't know. This seems like one of those safe bet rumors, you know? Like, hmm. If I wanted to, and I'm not saying this is what this guy's doing, but if I wanted to be like, let me just fire up the rumor mill here and be like, mm-hmm. I think Pedro Pascal is going to be in the suit more in Wait, season two. Wait, what? And the guy like,
1: that's playing the gardener. Yeah. And it's like, well, he was in the suit for
0: 40 <laughs> seconds in season one. So if he's in the suit for 41 seconds in season two, then, then my, my rumor <laughs> was correct. Uh, yeah. So that that's one thing. Yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense. What I had heard, and I don't know where I heard this from. Um, it might have been in talking to somebody about it. But I, I heard the, one of the main reasons he wasn't in the suit, um, The one of the primary reasons. Some people said it was because he was doing a play, but that the timelines don't really work there. Um, was uh, contract stuff. Uh he wanted more and they didn't want to pay him certain amounts, and he's like, Well, then I'm not gonna be showing up doing these things. You get the, the stunt guys can do that and I'll do the voice. Like I heard there was a lot of that contractual yeah. type of stuff going on there. Now, my my big thing with him doing more of the suit stuff in season two is you know, you gotta make sure you are the Mandalorian and you're not just a body in there. Like twenty five thousand people played Boba Fett. Throughout the history of the character. And <laughs> even a ton of people played Darth Vader at this point. Even mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, there were several guys doing the suit stuff from the sword fighting and David prowse and all that. Sure. Um But with the Mandalorian, like there are certain mannerisms and he has a certain swagger and a certain way he tilts his head and stuff like that, and that comes down to the directors and John Favreau, making sure there's that cohesiveness to it. Now I went full nerd on this and I looked up Heights. So, like, Brendan Wayne is six feet tall. Pedro Pascal, I'm like, oh, I bet he's short. I bet he's, like, 5'7". He's 5'11", so that's pretty close. That's not bad. They can pull that off there. Um, And, you know, we've seen Pedro Pascal. He is a very good physical actor uh, from what he does with Narcos, especially Game of Thrones. He knows how to fight and do fighting scenes like that. So I don't think it'll be an issue at all. And I actually, just for the sake of um, the organic way of making movies and us talking to Eunice Huthard about all the actors did their stunts and it was awesome and it was great and it felt real and you know that that's Adam Driver in the suit I like the idea of knowing that Pedro Pascal is going to be the one talking to you know uh, Cara Dune and that sort of stuff especially when you hear Gina Carano talk about how much fun she had doing these scenes and these fights and stuff now if they come back and do the the gallery again for season 2 he can actually talk about doing it instead of saying like oh really (laughs) that sounded fun (laughs) I was in the studio practicing my vocal lines. Holding so, a pillow. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. O- overall, um, this rumor sounds like I said it sounds safe because he needs to be in the suit for a minute to surpass what he did in season one. So it's a safe bet rumor. It's not uh, someone taking a risk on their reputation. Um, but it's uh, it's all good to me. I like I like the fact that he's going to be in the suit more, and um, I'm down. I dig it. Yeah, Lacey, what are your thoughts?
1: I think John. Nailed it. I think it's one of those things that it's like, of course, they're going to put him in the suit more. And like John said, there were a lot of like somewhat insider info saying it was like contracts, other shows, money, etc. I know I heard from people that were on set that were like, yeah, the majority of the show is not him. It's stunt guys. Um, I feel a little Mm -hmm. bad for the stunt guys because they were probably pumped to play Mando. And so if he's in the suit more, yeah, that's great. But I feel bad for those guys because they're probably like, oh, man, like. Um, getting but, that,
0: getting that tea. <laughs>
1: yeah, getting get in the T like Adam driver's stunt <laughs> double. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. He's just wearing the wig for fun. <laughs> um,
3: uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I'm excited. He's in the suit more, but I don't think that necessarily makes a difference just because of who the character is. His voice is what's important. So even if they were like, no, he's not in the suit, I'd be like, okay, that doesn't bother me. It's, it's all good. Yeah. But, um, like John said, I, I, I think I'm going to be more excited about the gallery series if they do it again because, like he said, he's just sitting there like, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I did the voice sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, wore, I wore the helmet that one episode, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's, it, it makes sense. And we heard this early on that he was going to be in the suit more, like way early on.
2: Mm-hmm. So Scott... Scheduling is one conflict here to my theory. It is true that if it was a scheduling conflict, then, you know, maybe that uh, holds my theory in sure. bad water. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking for. But I guess my thought here is that um, who's more expensive? Like, if you're going to have him on set with a helmet on, who's more expensive? Pedro Pascal or one of the stunt doubles? Pedro. Probably Pedro. Oh, it was rhetorical. Right?
1: <laughs> Sorry.
2: It wasn't rhetorical.
1: Oh, I thought oh. You, were, you wanted me to answer the question. That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> well, you would say Pedro, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I think, I think the answer to that is Pedro. So then, um, why w- him not being in the suit in season one starts to make sense because they could also say, well you know it's a helmet and he you know having him on set we could do this with stunt doubles and we think we can make it work um him coming into season 2 and if he's in fact playing you know more he's going to be on set more that proves to me that he will have his helmet off a lot less uh or a lot more I mean helmet off a lot more yeah. this season because the person, if if they were having his helmet on, then they would just say, no, I'll pay the stunt guy. Right. Um, the, only way, the only way my theory f- fails, like I said, is if it if was in fact a scheduling thing and he was like, no, 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 I want to be there, but I can't. So right. they had to do the stunt guy. But now that he can be there, he can be there with the helmet on. But I don't think that's the case. I think scheduling, like John said, was not an issue. And th- having him on in the suit on set means you're getting pedro or you're getting mando with no helmet more a lot more and i think it makes sense for the story too i think you know these epic scenes where he's like delivering this dialogue and then he's gonna do his business and he puts the helmet on and we're like yes right (laughs) you know i think that builds to the story
0: yeah but we'll,
2: we'll see you know, and his arc because the first season didn't want anybody to see it. Now in the second season, he'll be somehow okay with it because they'll come up with some justification of how he's changed his mind or he's changed his opinion about things. Sure. Right. So,
0: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think we will see him with the uh, the helmet off a bit more. That's a good point. Yeah, I
2: think this confirms no helmet in in my mind. Yeah. Just and you know, not you know, that he's just there.
0: One other thing about that, like people are. Often, and I'm always trying to find out more and more like, of the like jaded aspect of like movie making and filmmaking stuff, and I'm always asking questions to anyone who like knows anything about it or anything. And it's uh, so much goes into like not the politics of it, the business, but like if an actor has issues with like negotiations on his contract, and they're like, well, we're we're not going to pay you this much, or and he's like, well, then you know, I'll just do voice work, and you could use the Sun guy, like. I think that stuff happens like a lot, you know, yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on and it's not always personal. It's just like business. So I think it's quite possible that sort of situation could have come up there, like, we want Pedro Pascal, but we only want to pay him this much because it's the first show and, mm-hmm. blah, blah. and his people are probably like, well, then he'll do it. But you're here. He's not walking around for six months in that uniform if you're going to pay him this much right and he's not having the discussions he's having his pr his agent and stuff do it yeah the agents are the ones doing it and then he rolls up and he's like hey everybody it's all love it's all good but meanwhile he's like all right good my guys went to bat for me now all i have to do the the studio shield or the agents of helmet i think it's both (laughs) i think it's the agents of beskar actually Um, yeah no but yeah it's always fun to like dig into to that sort of stuff because um anytime you bring those like things up you're like no way you could tell in the documentary, yeah. he loves it. He's all about it. It's like, doesn't mean he doesn't love it. It's Publicists business,
1: and agents are the ones that save face. Yeah. yeah They're mm-hmm. the ones that are mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, do you guys want to talk about who might be showing up in Mandalorian season two? Not really. Besides Pedro Pascal? No.
1: I actually want yeah, to hear your in, your thoughts on this. No. James, this My next, thoughts? Yeah. Oh. This next story, yeah.
2: Oof. Well... Uh, The next story is that we're hearing potentially that a live action Thrawn uh, could be rumored for upcoming projects, (laughs) being cast for upcoming blanket uh, projects. Um, This comes from Diz Insider. And they're getting that information from Daniel Reichman, who has given information as uh, we were kind of talking about this beforehand. But John says he has a lot of information on like Marvel and new superhero content and stuff. And he'll right. probably touch on that as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, not a random person on Twitter just saying this. He, he, there's there's a little bit of uh, leeway here. Um, my quick um, my quick thoughts on this, Lacey.
1: Don't give me it's quick. Like, I, th- I, I think... want your full thoughts. No, he may oh, not but, have but full it'll thoughts. It'll be quick. Yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> it'll be quick. Because I think this this might be the story that broke the camel's back on, on my opinions here. And I th- I think I'm just done. I do not care. I don't care <laughs>
0: about, I, about Thrawn. I want Thrawn. Oh, yeah. I
2: want Ezra. I want Sabine. I want Ahsoka. I want Rex. I want Boba Fett. I just don't care. Like at this point, it's and I and you know I'm saying this he has you know leeway here, but at the same time like I just I don't even want to pay attention anymore. Just it's just they're just characters coming at me all the time, and they're like oh, we're hearing that this character that you're familiar with from an animated property or a book or something is is going to be making their live action debut, and I'm like. That sounds wonderful. I don't believe it, <laughs> but when it happens, I'm going to be pumped. I, but I just, I'm not, it's not worth looking into anymore to try to figure out where this character could be tied in or does it make sense and stuff. It's just, I just kind of give up, honestly. I'm done.
1: I'm going to let John go because I feel like I know what his response is going to be
0: look we could talk about the silver blue in the face let's be honest guys um
1: (laughs) did you write that down
0: no i didn't write that one (laughs) um but it's again you know and this i don't i don't comment on you know what the where the sources come from we talk about rumors if they're making the rounds and there are stories on them and star wars news net we wrote about it as a rumor right Um, but again, this falls into my thing of like another easy rumor. And I feel like, you know, I haven't done the rumor and theory review in a few weeks, but I feel like this is kind of like a mixture of that and TRB, but Mm -hmm. it's like you have all these people, like James just said, that look like they're going to be there, like Ahsoka most first and foremost, but then maybe also Sabine, maybe also Rex, maybe also these other characters, maybe we see Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. And then... It's like when you see those, it's like, well, maybe throw on them? Yeah. So throw it out there?
2: Just throw like your there. other thing, you said it's an easy thing to say. Yes, right. You know, is he going to be in the suit for 41 seconds? Okay, well, you know, at this point, <laughs> yeah. I think you can get clicks by saying, I'm hearing insert Rebels character yeah, here. And- It's going to be showing up in a future (laughs) live-action debut. And look,
0: (laughs) I'm not saying that's what this guy did here. I'm just saying, uh, I'm I'm using an example to talk about the ease of what this rumor is. Because if you're... Say they're having... There's like a new Muppet movie. And they're like... And like the Hollywood Reporter is like... We can confirm that most of the characters from Sesame Street... Are going to be coming over to the Muppet movie. We heard Big Bird, Snuffleupagus, Elmo, Bert, Oscar. Ernie, and then and then I'm like, guys, I'm hearing Oscar might be showing up in this Muppet movie. I just pick with the, like the last one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Telly's going to be there. So, so and you know, to it's,
0: yeah, it, <laughs> Telly, gotta love Telly. Um, it's just one of the, the. I don't know, and I don't like it, James. I don't like, uh, yeah. I, like. There's another three throne books coming out, right? And then, like, what? They're going to bring him into live action? It's like, he's not that important of a character, guys. I'm sorry. He's not. <laughs> like, he existed Spicy. throughout this whole this whole timeline of this galactic civil war and somehow missed all the movies. The real reason being he didn't exist uh, after the first three were made. Uh, until after the first three were made. But, like, when's enough? Like... I, I don't understand it, and I get that there's huge Thrawn fans out there, and they probably wouldn't be huge Thrawn fans right now if Timothy Zahn didn't come back to write Thrawn, because they would say whoever took over to write it doesn't write Thrawn good. So it's a good thing they it's a good thing they brought him back to save us all some headaches first of all. <laughs> but what they're gonna do is, um, did did Timothy Zahn consult on uh, this live action Thrawn? Because if he didn't, then it's not really Thrawn, and we're gonna hear all that. And we're gonna say the ruined thrawn and oh they should have cast this person, should have cast that person. When like when you weigh the um, it's like the whole, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like the effort to bring him in. Like when you weigh the the, the value and reward of him being in live action versus just like the headache that's gonna come with like all the baggage that comes with this guy who was a, a legends, expanded universe, so you're gonna have that crowd, you're gonna have the the book crowd. And then you're gonna have the animated crowd and then they're gonna say here's there's your live action throne and it's gonna be like michael fassbender they are gonna be like that guy sucks and is it gonna be worth him being in live action i don't know i really don't know what where would he show up is it gonna be are they gonna do a full live action rebels sequel because we had heard the one of the other rumors coming from um noah and 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 corey uh uh, I forget Corey's last name, but no outlaw. They're they're saying 100% convinced that the rebels follow up is coming this fall and it's animated. So yeah, I don't know what's going on, and, but and I, I'm not trying to like bury Thrawn here. I, I'm not the biggest Thrawn fan, but just like from all those logistic points, I think maybe people could level and understand what I'm what I'm getting at here in terms of uh, does it need to be done? Yeah. and you know maybe it's time to. Do this whole thing that they were saying, where we're gonna start ta- telling new stories with new characters and stuff, Um, with the exception of, of course, a solo follow-up. But you know,
2: yeah, and I agree with that. I I don't know where, what the line is on on new characters because if a live-action version of Thrawn is new to a lot of Star Wars fans. Yeah. But I want to hear Lacey's thoughts. Lacey, we've we've brought ours to the table what do you where are you at
1: (laughs) i actually am glad you guys went first because i don't really have a lot of thoughts i think thrawn's kind of boring i get why people like him and uh i was uh, my one thrawn story is i was there when they announced him for rebels at celebration in europe in 2016 Mm. and people went nuts and i was pumped for them because you feed off that energy you're like yeah great uh I saw him on the the banner at Celebration 2019, and people were pumped. It looked like Pierce Brosnan. Hilarious. Um, Other than that, it's like, okay, here comes another character, James. Kind of like you said, like, here's another one that would be great, but it's just one more character that they're throwing out there. And I'm kind of also on feeling what John said, which is like, we were promised new Star Wars content. And all I keep seeing is that they're reiterating stuff that's already been done and told. So I'm kind of in the attitude of, yes, of course I want Solo, too, because they need to continue those stories. And, yes, they need to kind of do Han Solo stuff again, which makes sense. But mixed into that story is new characters with Kira and Emphis Nest and other people. So there are potentially new characters that can be brought in mixed in with older characters. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just feel like you could do anything in star wars you could at this point like literally anything skywalker saga is over so why are we just dragging out all these characters that i that we already i don't know and i don't want that to sound super negative because i know people are like i love thrawn that's great i'm all for it i hope you get it i just would love to see new stuff that i've never seen before
0: i hope they don't get it
1: okay
2: (laughs) i like like i said before I, I could talk. I could talk about Thrawn, and I could talk about how I think you know he could fit in, and I think it would be new enough. If even if you were in the Empire area, era, let alone doing Thrawn in the Chiss Ascendancy and everything that's going on in that unknown region, and literally like the only character that anybody's ever heard of is one one character right. Thrawn yeah. sure. and then maybe like a little Admiral or something that got mentions in a book or something but like you could just tell a whole story that is over here and it feels so different and weird uh, than regular what we're used to Star Wars but it's all Star Wars and it all connects mm-hmm. it's really cool but I'm not gonna do that because I'm done I'm done talking about <laughs> the importance of the rumor that there's a, a potentially a live action Thrawn series. Maybe they're kicking it around. I heard from somebody that they pitched an idea once to somebody and they said, I'll have to think about that. Like, that sounds like it could work. We'll, we'll talk. And when, when is this happening? Development is so loose that yeah, live action Thrawn rumored to be cast for upcoming projects. I don't know.
0: Like, they, they like the first of three Thrawn books is coming out in September, I think.
1: Ascendant, Something like that, yeah. Fall. Right, The Chiss ascendancy?
0: ascendancy, yeah. yeah. Um, Asse- I don't know what it's called. It's, it's, it's the ascendancy trilogy, so it's another.
1: it Has that cool like red it's cover? The,
0: it's the third Thrawn book trilogy, the second that is canon. Oh yeah, the f- the first of the third trilogy. Right. It's like, he, how, how, I mean, how, this guy has a lot of content and now they're going to bring him, yeah. they brought him into Rebels and it's like, all right, all right. And now they're going to bring him into live action. just, it's a lot of Thrawn. And, uh, you know, I've even seen people who like Thrawn say like, because we, I always do this thing with the, our Twitter account where I'll take the Star Wars Newsletter article and just basically just ask people a quote to and say, what are your thoughts on this? So we can get a vibe of what our listeners think. Sure. And like, even like the Thrawn fans, they're, they're like, you know, I love Thrawn, but it's like, it's enough. Like, I'm good.
1: You know, you know, it's not enough. The next story. I'm pumped about this next story. Yeah. And I'm bored with Thrawn. So I'm moving on. <laughs> um,
2: well, the next story... Because <laughs> Lacey's done with Thrawn. I'm, I'm done I'm too, I'm trying right? to work Yawn into
1: Thron, and I can't think of anything, so... Just, well, if
0: we're being uh, honest, this story is the best story of the night, I think. It is!
1: Yeah. I was going to say that... Do- don't steal my ideas. Oh. Don't steal.
0: He already did steal. Look it. who's it's hijacking gone. who now? Because you hijacked me on uh, <laughs> what was it on our Patreon video.
2: I'm yeah. like John Favreau. Um, I get super
1: passionate and talk over people. Go ahead, James.
2: Yeah. Uh, Alma at best uh, is not talking over Clayton Sandell when they were doing an <laughs> interview for GMA. Um, no, we we got this uh, this really cool like um, description of what this new star wars show is going to be um star wars uh now i'm forgetting
1: jedi Temple. star wars challenge. jedi
2: temple challenge yeah mm-hmm. um and uh he is the host and he plays a character named kellen beck uh, kellerin beck and um i don't know that for the for for a long time it's been this kind of ambiguous thing we knew it was coming we had a logo we kind of had an idea um, but we recently got a trailer, so we can talk about that. And we recently got uh, this interview um, with Clayton Sandell, uh, interviewing him about what the show is and what his expectations are, and him even uh, potentially returning to Jar Jar Binks. Uh, we got answers to all these things that we've probably been wondering for a very long time. So, um, John, I'm starting with you on no, this one. No, do don't you think?
1: start with John. Start, start with well, Lacey. I'd...
2: Yeah, you can start, all right, start with Lacey. Yeah. Break the mold. All right, Lacey, yes. um, why Why is this the best story of the night?
1: Because as a 90s kid, <laughs> this show is legit a combination of Star Wars and Legends of the Hidden Temple and Guts all thrown together. Why Guts? Because they are cl- hearing Guts, it's they like, climb up Legends th-
2: of the Hidden Temple covers it.
1: Okay, Legends of the Hidden Temple because they have all these challenges, and then they also have Nick Arcade because they have to go into a computer area, and then they also have... The part where they climb up that mountain, that's great. It looks like the agro crag.
2: Okay. Sure.
1: Which by the way, I always look up on eBay when aggro crag pieces are going for sale. Mm-hmm. They're super expensive, but that I digress.
0: Wait, you're looking to buy a piece of the aggro crag?
1: No, I just always look if they're up for sale. Like, if any of our listeners
0: or, or or viewers out there have a piece of the aggro crag, send it to Lacey and I'll we'll trade you a, a TRB shirt
1: it's worth more than it's always the same
2: piece it was like this it's a glow in the dark it's so cool all
1: right anyway it's like yeah so yeah my (laughs) whole childhood was that and i just i i love those types of game shows so when you know growing up you're like oh i wish they would bring those back and this is a this is what they're doing is they're bringing back those type Mm -hmm. of shows for kids that are you know, they've got physical challenges and the knowledge and growth and stuff like that. And I loved how, uh, Ahmed best talked about it, how he said it was about, uh, learning and challenging yourself to become a Jedi. And he made sure that he, uh, said that, you know, if they failed, it wasn't, Hey, you're out. It was go back and try again, which is like such an important message to kids is like, once you fail once, it's not just end and then you move on. Mm -hmm. Like you have to go back, relearn, do it again. Um, And John and I actually talked to Scott, one of the show creators at the premiere for The Rise of Skywalker, and he was just so excited about this show and said it was like his one dream to create a kid's game show. So it's really cool to see that it actually happened for him because you're like, yes, like living your dreams. Um, But then like the fact that Ahmed Best got to be a Jedi is like he looks one of the okay. That was more of like a congratulatory (laughs) like you did your thing, not like. I'm bragging that I talked to Oh, I did
0: it to myself, too, because you dropped me in there. Oh. So, for the audio listeners, I did the sweet brag sign to Lacey, and she didn't like that very much.
1: John thinks I sweet brag all the time, and my sweet brags are giving context to the story so that everybody's on the same page when I'm giving a story.
2: I know. It's called... So, I was hanging out with Ozzy Osbourne, and he was like...
0: (laughs) Do you know Ozzy? He's a musician. <laughs>
1: yeah. I didn't I don't know say I was hanging with him. I said I out with spoke Aussie, to him. But, I said right. I spoke to him. I didn't Lacey, say we were like hanging out. Yeah.
0: Lacey, that's called, yeah. you know what that's called? That's called old-fashioned chop-breaking. And when podcast co-hosts are close, like tight, we, we can do that to each other.
1: Don't ever say tight again. Second of all, tight. I wish we were on the show together because I would crush you. I challenged
0: show. Clayton, by the way. I, I saw said. that. Oh, okay.
1: Um I love that Clayton's still rocking the resistance blue background.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still I looks saw that still too, looks actually. really
1: good. Uh no, but I love that Ahmed Best got to be a Jedi and that they tied it into a story and when he talked about how it created these backstories of like who his character mm-hmm. was and how it could fit into the bigger story of Star Wars. Um, I just loved all of it and I can't wait to watch the show. It's gonna be super fun and I wish I was a kid right now that I could go on the show right now hopefully they'll make an adult version eventually i could see them implementing this into the star wars parks somehow some type of like show that they do with little kids
2: um yeah i mean they they do the thing they do the thing where like you can fight against darth vader yeah. or kylo ren
1: yeah
2: um that's outside of betu um so i don't know right maybe it's at star Wars. Right? but the disney that's World outside of is. star wars yeah, it has its own name, but I can't remember what it is. Someone's screaming at their radio right <laughs> now, but, um, but yeah, that's actually the spot where you can see that famous like Boba Fett dancing thing. Yes, that's what that's yeah. from. Yeah, yep.
1: <laughs> from Star um, Wars weekends back in the day. Yeah.
2: Um. But uh. But no, John. Do you wanna? Do you wanna talk a little bit about this?
0: Yeah. So, um, first of all, Clayton did a great job. Um, He's the best. He some and he somehow got, I don't know how he did it, because he didn't even pry for it, but he got Ahmed Best to um, break a little info about the show and his character that um, hadn't previously been released. Which is that his character has some sort of connection, doesn't mean related, but some sort of connection to Mace Windu.
1: Yes, that mm-hmm. was really cool.
0: And I, I think it may have to do with the lightsaber, because he said his character has a purple lightsaber. Yep. Um so did he that. recover Mace Windu's and repair it? Is that the connection? Uh that's my guess. Um he also said his
2: lightsaber is also available as one of the uh Keller and designs Beck? in Yes.
0: Wow, since when? Did it just
2: happen? Um no, I mean like I think it always has been. I oh, think wow. basically that's Keller cool. and Beck's lightsaber is like is like Ahmed Best went to um the saber shop at Galaxy's Edge and then built one and then that's his saber. Oh, interesting. So if you go, you can put together that same saber. Oh, very cool.
1: I just love that it seems like they made him a part of the show in the sense of like let him be creative, let him make it his own. And like well, the really he's a producer, him. That's, yeah, right, that's, that's, that's right. the other thing. He's yeah. a producer of the show. I
0: love that. Yeah. He has autonomy. Um he he said that his character is um actually related to Ahmed Beck which was that um, cameo he had in Attack of the Clones the bar. Um, yeah. so yeah. That, that may be explored and um, I, I love that he seems um, peace and, and happy to be back with Star Wars he doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's one of those things where he's back because he feels he owes it to himself I feel like right. he's back on his terms and um, he's been not only given like this hey go host this show it's no, help us cultivate this show and give it heart and give it life and tell us your character's story. How does he connect to this? And he probably worked with the story group in terms of doing that, and what he was allowed to do, what he wasn't allowed to do. So I like that. And then also, you know, like Lacey said, the, 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 the stuff about the show is really fun and I could see kids loving watching this because yes. you feel like you're in star wars and you can do this and you can go on this adventure and learn to become a jedi i love all that stuff um, all those kids but are the,
2: like teenagers now they filmed this so long ago yeah <laughs>
0: right. that's the other thing so now they they moved it from disney plus to the star wars kids youtube channel um i'm not sure why there's obviously reasons why they do that but i the, don't the know pr, reason, the PR yeah. reason is that so everyone can watch it who doesn't subscribe to disney plus that's their pr answer got it um and you know what? Let's just ride with that. Let's not dig sure. any deeper than that. Um but I also love that Clayton asked him um what you want to play Jar Jar again? And he said I would, but it depends on the situation and you know, I mm-hmm. I'm not closed off to doing it. So if I What's that on the page,
1: well. right? Is what he said.
0: Yeah, right. He he'd be willing to do it, but um he he did seem like he would love to see this character explored though. Uh, maybe. So I think he'd be more inclined to play this character somehow if that were possible. But either way, like, y- you look at this guy's story, and I was never, you know, when Phantom Menace came out, I was 16, right? So I-, I was never drawn to Jar Jar in any stretch of the imagination. I didn't hate him. I didn't love him. Like, I just like, ah, oh, right. It's kind of annoying, whatever. But like, I never like, hated him the way he was abused over it. And back right. in the day, by critics, right. uh, especially they were so brutal, uh, and then fans in in the way that you can be in 1999, I guess when like, there were message boards and that sort of stuff. Um, and if people see him in public, they were probably very harsh to him. But he could have he could have taken his life. This guy, and he's very candid about that. And for for him to uh, open up about that is really courageous because uh, that's a very serious thing that a lot of people, even people who have thought about it, don't ever reveal to anybody. And he's out there on the biggest stage um, revealing that to people. And I give him so much credit and for doing that. It's very strong for him to do that. And now to see him where he is now in such, this, such a good place, it doesn't matter like what happens with this show. It doesn't matter what, what happens with any of this stuff. Like To see this guy... Who is back in the star wars family coming out in celebration to a standing ovation like that's all everything else is a cherry on the sunday that's all that needed to happen for his like arc within star wars
2: yeah. yeah um i mean obviously both of you guys have covered like just about every aspect of the story i was every time i thought like oh i could touch on this it would get brought up um, my bad bro so there's not really a whole lot more to say about this i I am looking forward to see if they're if they're super surfacey because they know that it's mostly a kid show or if they're gonna drop these little like I don't know things that almost in a way like we'd be able to reference. Like, you know how sometimes Star Wars will, like, you, you'll be like, well, they said in this book or in this, like, even in this little animated thing or whatever, it would be interesting to be like, well, Keller and Beck said this is how Jedis do things. Yeah. You know? Um, I thought and- you would have
1: brought up that on Twitter, someone asked him about, like, where this falls on the canon timeline. And his answer was like, Oh, it's in its own little spot, kind of like Dragon Ball Z. Like he gave a Dragon Ball oh, Z. Oh, did he answer. say that? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, James, this is your this is your moment, James.
0: Your one moment.
1: Let me I look at and
0: really know what he means.
2: Let me by look it that. up. Keep going. Oh actually I might know what he means by that. Um but anyway, um, well, James. Yeah, no, he, he did say that, they were that was the Easter. relation to the other character. He said, "We don't know if it's his brother. Yeah, we don't know if yeah. it's his father." And I think that's because, um, like Matt Martin always does, as he go anytime somebody wants an answer, he says um, that that story hasn't been written or that aspect of the story hasn't been told yet. Um, and I think they're just keeping it ambiguous as far as like when this character was doing this and when he was alive, because you got to think for roughly a thousand generations you know this could be his great 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 grandpa but he's related (laughs) so Mm -hmm. they could do anything they really wanted um yoda's involved but i think maybe we might get start to get a bigger picture if we started to see things like if qui-gon jinn says something you know you're like okay well then this is past his birth, you know? Sure. Yeah. But anyway, I I think it's definitely just in that, like, Phantom Menace era.
1: Yeah. I found the tweet. What's the tweet? So someone said, have we determined when the show takes place? Of course you get Mm -hmm. some type of person asking about canon, right? Uh, And he answered, here is my completely unauthorized, non-canon, fierce fan explanation. I like to think... So so it's official. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like to... I like to think the temple exists in force space, a place beyond galaxy chronolo- chronolog Chron- chronology 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 <laughs> reading, uh, like the hyperbolic time chamber in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, James, here's your moment. What is the hyperbolic time chamber? <laughs> time chamber in you Dragon have Ball Z. Six
0: seconds. <laughs>
2: john come on if it was (laughs) baseball you'd be like let's talk for 20 minutes thursday Uh, we'll do that yeah no uh the hyperbolic time chamber is kind of this this spatial it's kind of hard to explain but it's this this room this building that you go in and it's like a void and when you go in there you on the outside world people will assume you've been in there for a year or i'm sorry for a day But when you come out, you will have been in there for a year. So it was a way for them to say, um, oh, we have to fight this guy in like six days. So they were able to go into this and they were able to train for like six years and then come out. And it's weird because they come out. It it might even be like an hour. I thought it was a day and a year, but it's been so long. But yeah, the the point is, is that um, it's kind of like this. It's like Narnia.
1: You going to Narnia. And yeah, you come exactly. Back out and that's you're a, kid. that's
2: a good example too. Yeah. You, you just kind of like you walk in and you're in this like I guess like force zone, like a world between worlds kind of place where thi- or actually I shouldn't say that. I should say um um what's the what's the one from Clone Wars that everybody loves that I'm blanking on the name. Mortis? You guys know it. With the father and the daughter. Mortis? I can't. I'm blanking. Mortis, that's it. Yeah. They go the to Mortis. Mortis- <laughs> And they were like there for like six days, and then they're like, "You were only gone for an hour." Yeah, it's like right.
0: Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey yeah. crying and stuff.
1: Let's just keep naming examples.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, no.
1: We just literally. Like, oh, James, like
0: here's this. one. Here's one. When Marty comes back and Jennifer's still sleeping on the swing.
1: Are you talking back to the future? Yeah,
2: I think that works. All right. I was going to say, yeah, but he's older, but I guess they would. I think Narnia is the
1: best example because they live their whole lives and then come out and they're back to being kids again. Those
0: stories didn't age well, though, let's be honest.
2: That's true, but that's different than the the Dragon Ball one because when they go in, they come out and they are older.
0: Mm.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. My example's terrible. Never mind.
2: No, it's not terrible. I think it just lines up with.
1: I'm saying my example, my own opinion, it's bad. Not that you said it's bad.
2: But was Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka older, or did they go back to being six days younger?
1: I don't know, but I saw this tweet, and I thought, James has been waiting for this moment.
3: Mm.
2: (laughs) Dragon Ball gets referenced all the time, and you guys just, like, overlook it. On every
3: episode, it gets referenced.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. that's true. (laughs) But yeah, I'm excited. Um
2: Okay, well then, is that is that everything we wanted to say about uh, Jedi Temple Challenge?
1: I'm interested wait. to see what their team names are. Are they Silver Snakes, Purple Parrots? That's a Legends of the Hidden Temple joke.
2: No, everyone I know. knows. Uh,
1: yeah, everyone knows Okay. Things. Yeah. Uh, Neither of you responded.
0: <laughs>
2: All right, I'll t- you. Know what? Because t- I was, <laughs> I was thinking, are they on teams? I, Ready? I, wait, are. let's I mean, do this. Let's do this. Let's see, this. Kids, let's see if you guys
0: know. can volley with me here. Ready? Um. Dare. Double, dare
2: double dare
3: I'll take physical the physical challenge, challenge.
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Then Mark Summers was like all right you got to fill up this jar pass
1: this no, and this you got to grab still the fun. guts When James and I were talking I, about guts I, I they- liked
2: double I liked <laughs> double dare when I was growing up but if you go back and watch it now I'm like this is Dumb! This isn't even a show. Oh, well, hold on. The opposite this is, is course, like,
0: th- like the Sunday slime. like them
2: being like, "Do you want us to ask you this random piece of trivia, or do you run around with a cup <laughs> on your head trying to get liquid inside? No, the, and you gotta fill it up all right, to a That's line. fine. But the Don't end worry. part is cool. It it's either gonna be super easy or impossible, and you're, and you're just, gonna have like three drops in yes, there. Yes,
1: and you're just yelling at the people on the screen because they're tilting their cup like this, and you're like, "If you just stood straight up, it would fill up.
0: Can we, can we be honest about yeah. two things? <laughs> Yeah. One, the obstacle course at the end was amazing, and everyone wanted, everyone wanted to do The
1: jaws thing. Yeah.
0: You go down the Sunday slide, and you do the bike, and you pick the boogers, and you jump into the pool, and all that stuff. Didn't
1: somebody
2: like PB recently the and J sandwich. This?
1: Yeah, they brought it back for. A they brought bit. it back,
0: but and and no, I meant like
2: a celebrity got to do it or something. I don't know. Probably
0: remember. Josh Gad, if uh, we're guessing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and number two, Mark Summers, amazing host.
1: He is. He is the best host. I liked what would you do. With I liked what wall. would
0: you do way you better, better than double dare. Crazy pie if coaster, you think.
1: pie chair.
0: No, you're you're yeah. crazy. Yeah, you're crazy.
1: The best is when they'd put the token in the wall, and then the hand would come out with the card. It's clearly some guy <laughs> backstage with his hand in like a furry club.
0: Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> kind of creepy now that you think about it. It's just like. <laughs> yeah
1: i loved nickelodeon yeah. like that's what i grew up on oh
0: me too i
2: i think my my favorite like game show was definitely legends of the hidden temple i think most people did it's weird
0: that yeah not now Guts. we gotta go to mo i, mo. Would, I would watch Gets, but wait what? what's your favorite yeah. game show as a kid of all time real quick
1: legends of the hidden temple
0: yeah i would say
2: that too and you're probably gonna pop one out and i'm gonna be like oh yeah i forgot figure about. it so,
1: out came at the end
0: I have one that uh, nobody I talked to really remembers, and I don't know if it was on Nickelodeon or not, but it was a game show about video games. Nick Arcade. And no. No. I, I can't think of it. I saw a clip of it recently on YouTube, and I was like, I got to remember it. My but friend Ruben
1: pl- was on Nick Arcade back in the day. <laughs> he was a contestant. How did he win? I don't know. I no. haven't really asked him. Cool you story, just Ruben.
0: Thanks. Uh, so you you play video games against the other contestants and if you win you get at the end you get a certain amount of time where you run through this whole store and you get to velcro games to your body and you get to keep whatever sticks to you and as a kid that was like running through like scrooge mcduck's gold vault like it was like oh my god he's got all these nintendo games Mm. someone knows what game what what show it was called
1: yeah every year nickelodeon would do that soup uh sweepstakes where they'd let you run through a Toys R Us for like yes. two minutes
0: with like a hundred dollars or whatever
1: no they let you fill your cart up they oh, like, give you 10 minutes yeah to but fill they, your yeah.
2: yeah but it, I'm always like why do these people same for like supermarket sweet like go they the would hams. go like for random hams. things and I'm like I don't get why they're going no they would go for turkeys diapers hams,
1: turkeys diapers coffee are the most expensive ones and you always throw those in your car first
2: All right yeah Maybe I'm crazy on the supermarket sweep, <laughs> but I, I remember I remember the kids picking or whatever, they always ran to stuff and I'm like, You're having more trouble getting it into the yeah, cart. Super they soakers just,
1: were always the thing they went for.
0: I'm like,
2: mm. Oh my gosh. Going for
1: the Barbie dream house. You, you could be sixty Barbies by now.
0: You'd be they they would do a better job or at least a faster job on supermarket sweep if they were able to use a pod racer.
1: Are you trying John to John gave me
0: 6 seconds
2: to talk about Dragon Ball. <laughs> and then he's okay with the show going on for like 3
0: minutes <laughs> about Nickelodeon game shows.
1: I do love Nickelodeon game shows. If, maybe I should start a podcast about it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's I'm sure the market on that hasn't been tapped yet
1: all right we get sarcastic and rude for no, no reason. i'm serious
0: whereas star wars there's every day that's a new podcast so <laughs> leave in the comments
1: if you want a lacey giller and nickelodeon 90s podcast
0: yeah i was gonna say you might
2: expand it to nickelodeon and we could do like clarissa explains it all like oh, i loved clarissa uh, explains it all like after show episode discussion what would you call what would <laughs> you call your
0: nickelodeon like, podcast uh
2: f- probably nickelodecast i don't know
1: no. That was clunky. Not a big fan. Anyway, po- show.
2: I would call it. Oh, you yeah. can't
1: do that
0: on podcast.
1: <laughs> you can't do that.
2: <laughs> was that on? Was that Nickelodeon? Yeah, you, you can't can do, do that, that on TV. TV. It's not that was Nickelodeon. It's, you can't do that on television. That was like, no, you can't do that on television. TV. I thought it was like ABC or something. No, it was Canadian, it was like but a,
0: they 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 aired it on Nickelodeon.
2: Oh, did they?
1: Salute your shorts. All right. Well, that's it. Had an anniversary the other day, and I was like, "Who Damn, did salute your shorts?"
0: Oh, yeah. That was a good one.
1: That was a good show.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Star Wars I is good, I hope we too. never
0: part, guys. <laughs> Get it right or pay the price.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's do uh, uh, the Patreon Padres. Lacey?
1: All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon Padres. All I could just think about just now is Zeke the plumber.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Don't worry. He's not here. Um, anyway, so there's lots of ways you can support us in our ramblings about Nickelodeon and Star Wars. Uh, you can like this episode, comment, subscribe, uh, follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, or if you want even more, more videos, content, etc., you can head over to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. We put out eight plus mini episodes a month from bonus questions to polls to all different behind the scenes stuff, um, and Monthly Q&As, mailings, etc. Um, And it starts from $2 a month up to our top tier, our generals. So I want to start with, first of all, thanking our generals for their support. And so thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Beer Fett, Russ Harbinson, Kendall Gellner, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you for your support. Thank you. So the way the pod race works is we give some time to our generals to be a part of the show. We ask them a question and they give us their answers and we respond to them. So the question this week was to General Jeremy Myers, who just had a lovely baby girl, Olivia. I hope she's Mm -hmm. doing well. Um, And his question was, what is a moment in Star Wars that still makes you laugh out loud no matter how many times you've seen it? So Jeremy, take it away.
3: Hey, what's up guys From, uh, Sweltering, California Hope you're all well Um I love all the comedy In Solo It's, uh It's, uh, pretty good And gets me, but the The lines that are, like, really good that, that make me crack up every time Is Rogue One Um, with K2SO And Jin and Cassian And, uh K-2SO is just completely dry humor, you know, being a droid and not being able to show emotion, but still being able to make funnies and asking Jin if he knew it was him, wasn't him when she shot the other droid, or you know, her calling him target practice and just just everything about that dynamic of. Those three characters will always uh, make me laugh. So hope you're all well. TRB, stay strong. May the force be with you guys.
1: All right. Awesome job, Jeremy. Hope everything is well. I love that he just gave us a pod race at work. His boss is probably like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're keeping cool in California. Um, John, what did you think of his moment?
0: I'm going to pass the baton... To James.
1: James, what did you think of his moment? <laughs> um, I agree.
0: I mean,
2: I think that uh, the Jin and K2 and Cassian... K2 is just in general as a character, I think, you know, had a uh, perfect amount of humor that for whatever reason really like encapsulates what we're looking for in humor in star wars um and i think all of that stems from anthony daniels and you know back and forth with Mm r2d2 and and all Mm -hmm. that but i think that uh star wars um really succeeded when they they did rogue one because they brought together you know these real characters and then this like I, n- not real character, but like he's there yeah to, to provide the breakaway and the sense of humor and um I, I think it was it was perfectly nailed. So I'm a hundred percent with with that answer. Um I like all of K two SO. what uh my favorite K two so joke though is probably the uh it's high. Like I think that <laughs> gets that gets me every time I think. Yeah,
1: yeah I think that's um k 2 so was so funny he would probably be one of the funniest characters in star wars i think and that's in thanks to alan tudyk he's just such a good actor he's a great improv actor so he was able to take those moments he's where a good pirate a yeah, pirate steve yeah uh so i think he was able to take those moments like the one you mentioned james which i'm sure were just him kind of just playing off the moment um mm-hmm. i think my favorite one has to be the slap it's just so good where he just is... and there's more where that came from <laughs> if you speak to me again which was totally improv and that's why you see diego luna kind of crack up but yeah great moment john what did you think
0: uh great job jeremy um i love that you obviously give a nod to all the humor in solo because um, i think solo nails a lot of old school mm-hmm. star wars humor um fronted by the Writings of legend Larry Kasdan. Even um, just the
1: shower where he walks in, he's like, You couldn't wait. Can we have done this
0: one <laughs> at a time? Like, come on. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but Rogue One, at that. So, it surprises me because when I think of Rogue One in a bubble, I don't think of a funny movie. So, and I know it has funny parts, but it wouldn't have been where my brain went immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you are shining a new light on that for me. So, I appreciate that. So, I got to revisit that and, and try to isolate those moments. Um, but I love that you know everyone has those moments in Star Wars, where no matter how many times you see it, and you know the moments coming, when it hits, you still like even if the even if it's very slight, you're like. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so I'm glad uh, he has those moments uh, through K2 because I like Alan Tudyk too and um, I think like James kind of said you need the actors to sell those because he's being you know digitized over and you need the actors to react well Mm -hmm. enough with the timing and all that and that goes down to good direction too so Gareth Edwards and uh, everyone else involved there so yeah. Um, no good job Jeremy and you know I hope you're well I know you said it's sweltering in uh, California it's starting to heat up here out east, but uh hope you and the family are well. Thanks for taking the time to uh, do uh, the pod race. Looks like you're busy over there, so uh, keep at it, and like you said, stay strong, man.
2: Real quick, didn't we do a Kessel Run on Funniest Moments in Star Wars? Yes, um, I, think I think we did, because I did Han
1: Solo in the detention center, was one of mine, where yeah. he's like, we're all fine, thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and you know how I do Kessel Runs, I don't tell you guys, and I felt like you were both like caught off guard and surprised when I mentioned the are you kidding me i'm blind moment oh that oh, is yeah. that is really I'm funny blind. yeah it reminded me because john you said when i think of that movie i don't think of a funny movie and i'm like you know like some of the funniest star wars is in rogue one yeah if you want to yeah do that yeah. and some of the other stuff k2so says agreed not that that was k2 but yeah
1: well jeremy great job uh we look forward to chatting with you around the community and we hope you are well and thank you for your support and now we're going to go back to John for Ask the Resistance.
0: Yes, it is time to hear from you guys, so let's fire up your questions. Ask the Resistance time.
2: I've been wondering, what are chlorians?
0: Okay, so before we get into this, um, I just want to remind everybody that throughout the month of June, and maybe even extended into uh, July a little bit, we're going to do... Um, uh, giveaway contest where if you have um, Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your iPhone, uh, rate us over there. So go find us, subscribe to us, and leave us a rating or review. Uh, hopefully five stars. That'd be cool. Uh, but take a screenshot and tweet it to us at RBATSWNN using hashtag rate the resistance. That's all you gotta do. Go there, rate us, screen grab it, Tweet it with the hashtag, and you're in to win uh, an unavailable shirt. James is wearing the sweatshirt of it right now. The variant makes a little too happen. The white of the logo with the red background. We will make that available just to one of you. And to, to enter to win... It's easy, just do what I just said. And uh, we're gonna run that through June, maybe dip into July a little bit, we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, be sure to do that, it's an easy way to enter to win this cool shirt that you can't pick up right now in our store, so um, good luck. And what's good about it is, you're also helping us in the meantime, so we really appreciate that. But now it is time to hear from you guys, so let's get to your questions. Uh, we're gonna go first um, to Alex Zoukas at zubaka who asked, do you think the final episode of the Gallery series on The Mandalorian will include a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2? If not, when will we see the trailer? Um, so, Lacey, uh, let's let's see what you think on this.
1: Hey, Alex, how's it going? Hope you're well. Um, thanks for your question. I'm still love your Twitter handle. Zubaka. Okay, um, do I think they're going to play the trailer for season two i think it would be a smart marketing move but probably not because we're still a ways out um supposedly Mandalorian's coming out in october so that's a ways away so they're gonna probably wait until august or september to post that trailer because they don't want you to forget about it which honestly who's gonna forget about it but general audiences will not the diehard star wars fans so they're gonna wait within a time frame our generals what
2: our general audience
1: yeah they definitely will not forget. Uh, but the yeah. normal people that look at Star Wars as "oh, that's fun" and not like "this is my life," they need to have it a little it's bit closer. My life. <laughs> <It's> never, never. <laughs> anyway, I hope you like the answer. I would love a trailer at the end, but I don't think we're going to get one. I'm sorry.
2: I was going to say I've kind of considered it, a- and now a special look at the Mandalorian season two. You know?
1: Oh yeah, I could, yeah.
2: I could see it.
0: Mm-hmm. good answer good answer yeah. good answer it's like um family feud good answer good answer Good answer. Um, this is a big salad. big game show themed episode today guys <laughs> yeah. um all right james uh this one's going to go to you this is from nick t at the pj skittles PJ and nick's <laughs> nick what are you a skittles fan are you like, is I, that love your favorite candy? I love we skittles we've done this we have done this yeah has he has have they responded
2: we had a whole thing about Skittles. And then we even talked about the sour Skittles, the zombie but Skittles. But did they
0: did they join in with the conversation? Did they say, hey, guys, I, I saw you talk about it. Can't.
2: Yeah, I can't remember if uh, I do love if Skittles, it was though. addressed.
0: All right. Well, anyway. Mm-hmm. Nick T.S., do you think Darth Plagueis will appear in some form in the High Republic era content? Mm. John, did you say Dark Plagueis? I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs>
2: uh it's
1: okay i can't say chrono
0: <laughs> chrono oh, chron- no, no no it's not okay because i chrono- didn't say dark helmet chronology or, you know, dark, you didn't? dark yeah. helmet chronology
2: <laughs> now you said dark helmet chrono-
1: chron- uh, uh, i could say chronological okay. chronolo yeah whatever
2: chronology chronology what you're looking for familiarity um familiar do i think darth Plagueis will appear in some form in the high republic era content <laughs> Um, I think this is a math question and I could be wrong but I think the answer is no because he wouldn't be born yet um, and I meant to look this up I was gonna try to look up the life span of a moon but I but I don't I don't think they live any particular long life so I'm gonna say that if... If he killed if if Palpatine killed Darth Plagueis, let's say twenty years before Phantom Menace, then that's a the High Republic takes place a hundred and eighty years before his death. So he would have to be a hundred and eighty years old. I'm just gonna go with no, and I mm. think two hundred is just far enough for them to separate from most of this stuff. Um and if they do want to pull in a Sith, they have the opportunity to pull in um, a new character and design a new Sith that could uh, later down the line teach some of those other ones including Plagueis. Right. But, like it's not really like a mention or he he won't even be born yet I don't think. So Jeez, basically what you're
1: big- saying if two trains, one leaves from San Francisco oh, <laughs> and yeah. one leaves from Coruscant what time yes. will they
0: uh, solve for X? Yeah. What what um- what, what is canon of Plagueis at this point? Like, is he... Is it canon that he's a moon? Is it canon that, um... With the lifespan on that? Is it, you know?
2: I don't know about the... Well, I'm sure the lifespan probably has been covered because there's other characters of that species in oh, Star Wars. Okay.
0: Um, but... Yeah, Attack of the Clones, one I'm, of those guys is a moon, right?
2: Um... Your mom's yes. a moon. Yeah. And uh, the banking clan are all moon from, uh... Uh, Clone Wars, hmm. but I I'm fairly confident that 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 it was confirmed that it is his species, and I think that comes from um, one of the books. And now I'm blanking on which one it was, but they've covered a little bit of Plagueis in uh, is it Master and Apprentice? I don't I don't think that's it. I think it was another one. Right. Um, but we can move on to the next question. Yeah. All right.
0: Cool. Cool. Um, all right. Next one is by Matthew Vlosic. Um, and he got his handle at Matthew Velocic. So, great job, Matthew. He asked, It seems studios are listening more and more to the fans. I hope so. Whether it's <laughs> good or bad criticism, constructive or uh, destructive. For example, seeing WB's release, uh, a Snyder Cut for Justice League. Do you think this is the best move for studios to rethink movies that they already made? Um, so I think it depends on the situation, Matthew. Um, I don't think fan, like, bully campaigns are good. I think there are certain things where fans are just, like, if they're angry about something, they try, they're trying to, like, say, like, correct this or fix this. I, I didn't mm-hmm. like that, so go reshoot it. Go remake Game of Thrones. And, you know, that stuff is just ridiculous. But, um, and the, the Snyder Cut, I think, is different, too. Um, uh, because I, I think the Snyder Cut thing is only actually happening because of the, Um, COVID-19 studio shutdowns um, I think just happened to work out in a situation where they're like we can really capitalize on this where everything else is shut down we have the actual filmed parts of this movie and we could do post-production stuff to make it complete by you know chucking in 20 to 30 million dollars it it's a good look for us from a PR standpoint that, you know, the fans were looking for this. And I know there's been, you know, bad Apple fans uh, who kind of tried to ruin that. But, um, you know, Zack Snyder, it's a good good look for him because he had to leave production because of what happened with his daughter and all that stuff. Um, and they got HBO Max, which they're going to put it on, and it's great for that relationship and to get more subscribers for that. So I think that, that the Snyder Cut thing is just a... It's like a... Um, I forget what you call that situation, where something good comes out of something bad. Silver lining? I don't know. But uh, I think that's a little different. Sonic the Hedgehog is another example where I think that it was good that they listened to the fans because the original mm-hmm. design of Sonic was absolutely heinous. And I <laughs> I really think that movie would not have done as well if they kept that look for Sonic. I think they made him cuter. They made There's him no look, they
1: could have, yeah.
0: They made him look more like he did in the video games. And I think when you do that... Um, you bring more of the old school fans uh, to the table. And also if you make them cuter, you bring the younger kids to it to, to see it too. So I really do think that should change things for the, for the better. Um, but then you have Kathleen Kennedy, who says we listen to the fans and our ears always to the ground. And we want to hear what you guys think for good and for bad. Um, they say that the clone wars was without a doubt brought back because of the uh, passion of the fans mm-hmm. uh, it looks like ahsoka may have been a fan casting that came up from some artwork through boss logic that uh, the actress got a hold of and she campaigned for it and look at us you know we're hoping for Mix Solo two happen uh so it, I, I i i think there it's not just is this good thing or is this a bad thing i think it's for for this situation you have to go case by case basis and i think studios handle it that way too and they say like well we're not going to listen to this fan group who are saying like, Oh, we ruined this franchise. So let's fix it. Like screw you. But if fans are saying like, Hey, we just want, you know, we love this thing. Then I think, um, I think, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but agreed. Yeah. That's my answer on that. Um, um, before we wrap up, it is not canon. I guess
2: that he is moon. That is still legends. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought it was. Yeah. But I thought they they said that in and I looked it up what book he was in and it was in Tarkin, and I thought in Tarkin he was like oh when I was working with uh, Palpatine before his master, Darth Plagueis he was associated with the dark side voice? of the force like, yeah it's my like young bad Tarkin um, <laughs> but I I did think this was interesting too when I was trying to read through because there is a lot here about stuff um it does say, um. Uh, oh man! Now I lost it. No! Oh no! Okay, here it is. Sidious insisted his granddaughter uh, to strike him down, as he did with Plagueis, allowing Rey to read his mind and realize how he came back thanks to Plagueis' teachings. And I was like, yeah, there was stuff about Plagueis in the Rise of Skywalker novelization.
3: Hmm.
2: But it's kind of interesting that it this that is confirming. Um, that it was Plagueis' teachings that was able to allow him to do what he what he did, I don't know. and whatever side yeah. note, whatever,
0: yeah. Um, hijacked, whatever, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so that brings us towards the end of the show. We want to thank everyone for listening and watching, being part of the resistance. Um, it is uh good to be back here doing this, uh, getting our mind off of a lot that's been going on um if you are uh, a fan of what we do here at trb uh, make sure you do subscribe to us on uh any platform you prefer whether that's youtube apple Podcasts, soundcloud spotify podbean wherever you get your podcasts we're probably there so make sure you subscribe because we do two episodes every week mondays and thursdays and we have the mando fan show which we're doing a couple more of on fridays and um We'll be back this fall. Uh, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. If you guys want to pick up some TRB stuff um, uh, in terms of merch, you can go to Teespring.com slash stores slash Resistance Broadcast. And just so you know, beca- because of everything that's going on <laughs> with the pandemic and the COVID-19 stuff... They've been having a lot of delays in terms of uh, shipping and that sort of stuff. They've been under, you know, understaffed uh, and and all that. So if you've been noticing things showing up late or they're not there yet, that's that's why that's happening. Um, They're doing the best they can. And what's ironic about it is in their release to us to let us know about that so we can really relay that information to everybody they had said that they've been getting more orders than they didn't before the pandemic because i guess more people are home and and buying things through that way so it's just like this um catch not catch 22 but almost like a murphy's law thing like well well, we're getting more orders but we have less people to to fulfill this so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know we apologize it's out of our hands um but um uh, that's why that's going. I can on. say,
2: I can say that this shirt, I, I ordered it early in order to have it for make solo to happen day. I ordered it may 1st and that was still in the, the everything that was going on with COVID and stuff. I didn't get this shirt until one week ago. As of like today, as you're watching this episode, Right. it was like, you know, late may, may, may 29th or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, I mean, it's, all shirts and everything are coming they're on their way they're being printed you know you didn't get lost in the mix it's just kind of unfortunate that uh we switched over to the store at a specific time and they're kind of you know struggling to get things out which right. we
1: switched it because we were like oh we're home we have time we can make the switch <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes yeah uh it was it was going to be fully operational by the time our friends arrived and uh <laughs> unfortunately it was not Mm. got blown up yeah i'm just kidding
0: it's still there (laughs) still there um all right so um you guys can find me on twitter at johnny hoey and writing and editing over at starwarsnewsnet.com i know a lot of people are hurting out there and there's a lot of um really 2020 has been just an absolutely insane year there's even They're trying to scare us with asteroids now, uh, which are going to be three million miles away from Earth. So I think we're good there. We don't need to call Bruce Willis and company. But if you guys ever need anybody, you ever want to talk to me, I'm right there on Twitter out in public at Johnny Hoey Um, there to support anybody who's going through a tough time or hurting, especially during everything that's going on right now. Uh, But uh, uh, James, where can people get in touch with you and talk about Dragon Ball Z and um, all your sweatshirts that uh, you're collecting that they can't purchase?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Myra Trunks. Um, no, it was funny, man. I had a I had a comment the other day, and this is really random too. But I had a comment the other day that was like, "Man, I used to associate you with the the band and and music and stuff like that, and now I just think of you as a Star Wars guy." And for a few people, there was a period where they were like, "All he does is talk about Dragon Ball now," <laughs> because you know I was I wasn't on Twitter. And when I came back to Twitter, I was involved with. Uh, uh, my dragon ball podcast that i had for a while mm-hmm. and it was just like constant dragon ball stuff i was asking people questions i was the host of that show so i was like constantly pushing you know asking questions and getting people involved and yeah it was all dragon ball all the time and then i
0: switched over to star wars and we're glad you did <laughs> um lacy what's up yeah Lacey, what's going on
1: um if people want to chat about star wars or need support or whatever as always i'm around on twitter and instagram at lacy Gillarin and i hope that whatever pain and bad stuff people are going through right now whether it's what is currently going on in the u.s with black lives matter to uh, unemployment to covid anything that's going on i hope that you guys know that we're here to support you in any way that we can. And I definitely am. Um, I don't want to speak for these guys, but I'm sure they are too.
0: Well, without a doubt.
1: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, I just hope that you're all well and safe and your families are well and safe. And um, I continue to see messages from you guys online about how our episodes are helping you during this time. And I just want you to know that that means so much to me. Um, Mm -hmm. that we can help you in any way even if it's talking about Star Wars for two to three hours a week Um, because I can tell you right now that this is helping me as well so thank you
0: oh without a doubt me too Uh, I think all of us Um, and thanks everybody for understanding why we didn't put out episodes on Thursday and Friday last week there are a lot of um, people completely understanding of that and we're glad to be back here and uh, to echo what um, these guys are saying like we, we are honored to be your distraction or your um support or your escape your whatever, new nickelodeon whatever. podcast yeah your game show <laughs> podcast whatever we're, we are so happy to be here uh, because everything that you're taking from us we're feeding off that too um you know coming down here and recording this um it really helps me out a great deal so uh, we appreciate everyone's supporting john's back. literally
1: in his basement
0: yeah I am. The play is that. Yeah, no, but um, we we it's 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 good to be back, and um, we will. Uh, we were originally going to air our episode coming up on Thursday, last Thursday, obviously, but now um, we're excited to put this out Thursday. We had a great discussion with Ryan Rucco, uh play-by-play announcer for the New York Yankees uh also he does nba wnba espn um he does some boxing i believe he does all sorts of stuff he, he has his own so podcast too with cc yeah. uh, mm-hmm. sabathia but he had a he went he brought his a game and we talked the whole gamut we didn't even focus on one thing just totally nerded out and geeked out about star wars with him and the he the dude knows his stuff so it's not just one of those eh, like star wars i'll pop on your podcast nope no, he, he brought knows, it and we can't yeah. wait for you guys to check that out huge prequel defender. Yes. big prequel defend a uh, defender of all of all things yeah prequelist. Yeah, yeah. but uh we're very excited for you to check that out so that'll be on thursday morning so uh again hang tight be strong we love you guys and we'll see you thursday morning right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids